Welcome to the Women on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Sam Saperstein. This week, we're continuing with the latest addition to our podcast, Founder Feature. These segments are short, bi-weekly episodes highlighting founders who participated in the Techstars Founder Catalyst program that we've sponsored since 2021. During the program, these women focused on refining their business models, honing their pitches, and building a network to help take their businesses to the next level. We're so excited to share these inspiring stories and the important challenges they're tackling through their businesses. In this episode, I'm speaking with Jenny Wokoye, founder of Clafia. She's utilizing technology to build infrastructure and access to primary health care for communities in Nigeria with plans to expand across Africa. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Jenny, it's so nice to have you on the Women on the Move podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here to talk more about myself and share more about Clafia. Well, let's start there with the business. Tell us about Clafia, what it is you're trying to do, and what you offer. Clafia roughly translates to community wellness. We're essentially bringing a community-based approach to increasing access to primary health care. I like to say that we are redefining the way Africans receive access and pay for health care services. We are based in Nigeria and looking forward to expanding across the African continent. We do two things. One is what I would call like an Uber model where we connect individuals, businesses, and families to licensed healthcare practitioners such as a nurse or a community health officer to provide on-demand primary care services so they can come to your home to provide that or a place of work provide primary care services or they can do it virtually. And then for care navigation, so that you're not left alone to navigate a fragmented healthcare system, we can help you with your drug delivery. We have partners who will deliver your medicine, post-consultation or appointment, diagnostics, mental health, and also connect you to other specialists in our networks. I like to describe us as a hybrid primary care center. So I can absolutely relate to the need for convenience and for ease of navigation. I'm wondering how did you come to start this company? Was there something in your own experience that led you to need these kinds of solutions or what else motivated you? I was born and raised in the United States. And in the year 2000, my family and I moved to Nigeria. I lived there for five years and it was the first time we experienced firsthand the difficulties of accessing healthcare in Nigeria. And so for us, it wasn't a function of could we afford it? It was more so how can we ensure that convenience? How can we ensure that the care that we're getting is quality? How can we not jump from one hospital or one center clinic from the next and just ensure that the person we're going to meet will give us the things that we need? And the pain point was that was so much for our family to the point where my parents then made the decision to bring us back to United States. I have two siblings that have chronic conditions and they were unrightfully concerned about their ability to get access to health care in Nigeria. And so they moved us back to United States. And then 10 years later, I started to visit Nigeria as an adult and realized that the same challenges that my family and I had experienced almost 10 years ago, so let's say like 2015, 2016, and either stayed the same or gotten worse. I just saw it as an opportunity that needed to be solved. It was glaring in our faces. And I became very curious on how to approach the issue of increasing access to primary health care in Nigeria. So that's essentially how I started. I went back to school, Georgetown University, and that is where I started to ideate around that idea, leveraging the resources that they provided on at the foundation level. How are we going to build out the business, the business 
business model? What's our value proposition? What are the resources that we need? That's essentially the inspiration behind the idea. So it sounds like you really wanted to be a founder too from early on, that you had this idea you wanted to address. Was becoming an entrepreneur then part of your early professional ambition? I think I had quite a few interests growing up. I will say that I knew that as I progressed in my life or my career, one of the things I did want to do was give back to my community back in Nigeria. I didn't really think of it as entrepreneurship, though. It was just more so could I help with workforce development or like how can I just give back to my communities? But I think what really inspired me to be an entrepreneur is my dad. So I like to describe him as a serial entrepreneur. He's a civil engineer by training, but I would say his first love is actually entrepreneurship. And that is also part of the reason why we moved to Nigeria, because he had quite a few businesses that he wanted to work on and grow. And I've seen him work on businesses that were successful and work on businesses that failed. I saw resilience. I saw persistence to try something and do something that he really liked. And now he's a full-time entrepreneur. That's what I would say really inspired me to be an entrepreneur. I love that. I love that you learned both the ups and the downs and how to get through the failure too, which is as important. So I'm wondering, given what you've experienced and even observed from him, what would be your top three tips that you would give to other entrepreneurs? The first tip is good health and well-being. Even me as an entrepreneur, I am learning how important that is. We have one body, we have one mind, and our ability to stay healthy, both spiritually, mentally, physically, directly impacts how we function as entrepreneurs. It's a rewarding journey. It takes a lot from you. It can take a toll on your body. And so just making sure that you have good health and well-being is key. If it means going for a walk, trying to eat healthier, taking care of your mental health, I think all these things are very important. The second thing I would say is great storytelling. People like stories. They buy into stories. They want to know the why, why you're doing this, and how did you get started. And being able to have great storytelling, I think, gives you more brand visibility, but also helps people buy into you and then ultimately buy into the product or services that you're offering. And then the third thing I would say is asking for help within your network. I think even for me, that's something I have been learning my entire life. I would say I'm pretty self-sufficient and independent, but starting my entrepreneurial journey, I had to learn how to ask for help and not work in silos because you never know what resource you need or who can help you along the way. But you never know if you're not vulnerable to ask for help. And this is not a journey that you're supposed to take on your own. It's a journey that should be taken with other people. But that only comes when you are bold enough to say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing and I need help in this area. Can you help me? I love those tips. I think they're really going to be very helpful to other people out there. So thank you. Given that you went through the Techstars Founder Catalyst Program, which is something that we ran with them here at Women on the Move, what did that program offer you? What tips and things did you learn or skills from that program that was really beneficial? The two things that really came out of it, it was one, helping me refine my pitch and my story. And then the second is just the community and support. During that time, there was a lot happening for me and Clafia, but really around fundraising. So we were raising our pre-seed round. It was the first time I'd actually gone on and raised any kind of funding. And it was very daunting. It was very stressful. And on top of that, having to run a company. 
But I remember we would go through these sprints on how to refine your pitch and what investors want to see in your deck and how to even reach out to investors. And those are the tips I really leveraged to help me close our pre-seed round. I'm very, very thankful to have gone through that program because it was the right timing. And then the second thing was the community of women that were in our cohort. Entrepreneurship can be very, very lonely. And like I said, during that time, it was a very tough period for me. I was surrounded by a community of women who were also building their businesses. They were at different stages of their companies. I think one lady, I think she had raised a few millions of dollars and she was growing and expanding. And it was great to learn from her and her experiences. And there were people who had just started. There were people who were working on all kinds of businesses that I would have never thought to work on, but the amount of support and encouragement that I got helped sustain me during that period because it was the first time I actually found myself in a community of women who were all building amazing businesses, but also going through the same challenges together and willing to help all of us to succeed. So that's what I would say were the two big things that came out of being in the Techstars Catalyst program. Well, it thrills us to hear that, that it works and that you really take away lasting impacts from this. I'm wondering, can you think of a time where you networked with someone, you met somebody and something they said to you, even if they were in a totally different line of business or sector, really stayed with you, something that you observed that was helpful? They put us in what I would call pod. So it was me and I believe three other women in our pod, so four of us. And during that time, I was getting ready to pitch to an investor and I was very, very, very nervous about it because it was an investor that I really wanted on our cap table. And I just remember saying, hey, I'm about to pitch to this investor. I'm not sure if they understand the African landscape because our business is based in Nigeria. I'm not sure if I would get my message across. And one of them said to me, Jenny, you have a nice smile. Make sure when you are speaking, smile, show passion, right? Because at the end of the day, if people want to invest in you, that was basically where the light bulb switched, having great storytelling. It's one thing to say, oh, yeah, this is what I'm building. Actually showing the reason behind why you're building, why you're passionate about what you're building, but not only that, the insights that you've gotten from what you're building, why you're excited about it, what you're planning to achieve, all those things go a long way as opposed to just saying, this is my product and this is the tech, these are people on my team. I took that, wrote all of that down. I went and pitched to her and she said, yes. I actually just tweeted about it yesterday because I was reflecting on that moment when the investor said, yes, I actually could not believe it. Congratulations. That is super exciting. And I love how your peer there was so helpful to you in a really important moment. Well, I'm curious, what's next for the business? Tell us about your near-term goals and then maybe even something a little bit further out, three to five years. For me personally, I want to ensure that I'm taking care of my health and well-being and striking that balance, understanding that I'm not just building a company, but this journey is for me to be transformed through the experience. And I think that's a better way to look at it aside from like, oh yeah, I'm just building this company and yeah, that's it. Business-wise, we have quite a few announcements and product launches, campaigns, and partnerships. We have about three products that we are getting ready to roll out back to back to back. 
announcing our round, which we'll be doing pretty soon. We have some cool partnerships that we've been working very hard on in the background and doing campaigns around them. They're around mental health, fitness, and then wellness, building a community around wellness, particularly for founders, highlighting the importance for founders to take care of their health and well-being and them being champions of that. And then long term, I would like to expand to other countries in Africa and perhaps outside of Africa, really tap into that part, what I said in the beginning, which is giving back ties to workforce development. I think it's just important in Nigeria and in Africa to invest in our people and ensure that they can be well-equipped to work at, let's say, a startup or work in their careers. I think that's kind of lacking, and I really would like to champion that. So those are the things I look forward to introducing what I'll call like Clapio 2.0, expanding, striking balance between my health and well-being and building a company and giving back. Well, Jenny, it's such a pleasure to talk with you and you're so purposeful about the mission, but also about your own well-being and taking care of that along the way. So we just wish you the best of luck and we will absolutely be watching the growth of the business and can't wait to see what you do. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me and investing in women founders and entrepreneurs like me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our founder feature with Jenny Wokoye. She had terrific tips around maintaining your well-being, leaning into storytelling, and asking for help when you need it. We're so happy she found a valuable network through the Founder Catalyst program. You can learn more about Clafia by visiting CLAFIYA.com. The mission of Women on the Move is to help women in their professional and personal lives. Our goal is to introduce you to people with great ideas, inspiring stories, and a passion to make a difference. To learn more about Women on the Move and listen to the full library of this podcast, please visit jpmorganchase.com slash W-O-T-M. For JPMorgan Chase's Women on the Move, I'm Sam Saperstein. JPMorgan Chase Bank, N.A., member FDIC.